What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Refiner's Fire podcast. Today, we're going to be wrapping up our Holy Trinity uh, discussion that we've been having over the past couple of weeks. We've been talking about, you know, what the Trinity is, breaking down who the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is. Uh, we just finished up last week with our Who is Jesus? little mini-series, two-part series that we had. But this week, we are going to conclude the Trinity teaching uh, just to look to see overall what the Trinity is, who the Trinity is, and what they do, uh, what they offer us. And so we're going to be finishing up today with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, as we know, is the final uh, piece of the Trinity that we're looking at. Um, the Holy Spirit is actually, as we look at uh, the Great Commission, Jesus says, you know, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so it's kind of like you see an order right there, um, how everything is played out. So you have the Father, who, who was definitely there in the beginning, lived out through the Old Testament. We see him all throughout the Old Testament. Uh, in the New Testament, we see him as well. But we see Jesus step onto the scene after he's been prophesied about multiple, multiple times throughout the Old Testament. He steps on the scene in the New Testament, which is where the beginning happens of the New Testament, the new covenant set up with God, with Jesus. And then after Jesus' life, death, and resurrection by the power of the Holy Spirit, we see Jesus um, say that, hey, I'm, I'm sending down a helper to help you. Because when you receive the Holy Spirit, he'll give you the ability to do greater things than I, because then he'll reside in all of you, and then you can all go out. And that's when he gives the Great Commission, you know, and uh, all power um, and authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So therefore, go baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, teaching them to, des uh, to observe all the commands that I have taught you. And uh, just remember that I will be with you until the end of the age. And so the Holy Spirit comes next. And now throughout, um, uh, you know, then to now, we're still living out the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is still continuing the mission. And he'll continue to continue his mission until it comes time for Jesus to come a second time. Uh, so today we're going to be looking at who the Holy Spirit is. Um, we all know that the Holy Spirit is very powerful. Uh, we see definitely at the beginning of Acts um, how the Holy Spirit came down and just rested upon the disciples. You know, we see that Scripture talks about there's, there's tongues of fire there. Um, but looking at this first and foremost, I think we have to go back to the beginning. Again, I know, uh, I think it's just interesting that we see the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all at the beginning of creation. Um, so when you first look at the beginning, you you have to notice that there's all three of the characters in the Trinity uh, are in the beginning. You know, God the Father is there, Creator, the Son is there, which is the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit is there. And we see the Holy Spirit uh, is there in where it says Genesis uh, 1 Verse 2, it talks about how it says in the beginning that the Holy Spirit is actually uh, ascending, or not ascending, um, hovering above the waters. And so we see that the Holy Spirit has been there since the very beginning. Uh, we notice that the Holy Spirit has been there uh, since the beginning of time, and that by looking at this scripture in Genesis 1-2, we see that the Holy Spirit has the Omni-characteristics, as we kind of talked about with the Father and the Son, they, they both have the omni-characteristics of the overall God, of who, of who God is. Why? Because the Trinity makes up who God is. And, you know, God is one, but God is three at the same time, you know. And uh, seeing that the Holy Spirit was there in the beginning gives us the ability to see that the omni-characteristics reside in the Holy Spirit as well. 
because he is all-knowing. He is always present. He's all-powerful and, and so much more. And this is why when the Holy Spirit ministers to us, um, when we are in those you know tough moments of just you know having to step out in faith or trust in hard seasons, we're having to follow closely to God, we know it comes from experience and power. Why? Because he's been there since the beginning. Which also means he's seen the faith of Abraham, I, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's seen how the Israelites have, have grown and how they've you know shied away from from God and, and fell back in love with God. We see what happened with Moses, Joshua. We see you know what it was like to to intercede with the prophets on the behalf of the nation of Israel through the words of God, through prophecies, and then you know throughout the prophecies of Jesus um, and the minor prophets and all all these things has happened. And then we see as more and more of the the New Testament unfolds, the Holy Spirit actually makes Himself known first and foremost. Uh, when John the Baptist actually baptizes Jesus, it actually says the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove. And so we, we definitely see the Holy Spirit's continuation and existence, which gives us that, that comfort to know that the Holy Spirit's been there. He's experienced things. Uh, so when he comes and ministers in us, and uh, to us, and through us, um, it comes from experience and power. And so it's just a, it's just a blessing to see. And it's very encouraging um, because some of us have been in those tough seasons, you know, where we've felt the weight, the fire, the pressure. But when the Lord is sought after, when we go to God with it and, and chase God and ask for him, the Holy Spirit knows how to minister to us um, because of who he is and because of what ex, uh, ex experience. Um, and this also kind of flows into uh, one of the main ways that comes to my mind when, the, when I think about the Holy Spirit and his ability to empower, because the Holy Spirit gives power. You know, when we go back to those um, moments of, of seeing the Holy Spirit come down uh, on the disciples, we see it right after the moment after Jesus is actually resurrected from the grave. You know, and he spends 40 days after his resurrection around the disciples and witnesses and others. Um, and one of the things that Jesus does during that time is tell the disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit. And this this happens right after Jesus' resurrection. Um, and this is where we kind of see it take place. It actually takes place in uh, Acts 1, verses 4 through 5. We'll also talk about verse 8 as well. So we'll read that really quickly. Uh, it says, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them the commands, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my Father promise, which you have heard me speak about. Verse 5, For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then this transfers over to verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So, you know, right after, you know, waiting and praying for, for the days that the disciples have just spent in the upper room, um, you know, during that time, during Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descends from heaven and comes upon them. And Jesus actually refers uh, to the Holy Spirit as the advocate or helper. And when you look at that, when you, when you imagine the word helper, what comes to my mind is the imagery of, of a hand extended out. And essentially, you know, that's what the Holy Spirit does. You know, and sometimes we see that when it comes, most of the time when people have fallen on the ground or, or are on the ground, you know, people reach down with an extended hand to do what? To pull them up. 
And that's what the Holy Spirit does, you know, in moments. He, he pulls us up out of the grave. He pulls us up out of hard times. He puts us back up on our feet. Scripture even talks about, you know, though the righteous fall seven times, they get up every time. And that's by God's grace, that's God's love. But I think it also comes from the Holy Spirit's power to continue to encourage us and give us empowerment to get back up on our feet, continue to chase after the Lord, continue to live our lives out for God as we continue just to live out all that he's called us to do. Um, And it was the Holy Spirit's job, you know, as it is still today. It was that job at that moment to fill up with power. Well, that job hasn't ended like what I've talked about earlier. Like it's, His job is still to fill us up with power so that we may go out and minister to the world. And the disciples did that, you know, right after they received the Holy Spirit. You know, they went out into the world and became ministers to all people. And, you know, they lived out the gifts and the callings and the anointings that God called on them. Actually, you know, right after the Holy Spirit descended, it said the tongues of fire fell on the disciples and each one of them started speaking in tongues and and different languages and so they went out to the streets speaking these but they were declaring the goodness of God they were declaring the gospel who who Jesus was what had happened in other languages and actually others who were around them heard the commotion and were like what what is this going on these are all these are all Jews um they're all speaking in in languages that they really and honestly shouldn't know like it's just not it shouldn't be known to them but yet we hear them speaking our language and and decreeing god's goodness and then the first evangelistic preaching um you know in a way comes from peter you know he stands up and preaches the gospel preaches that you know the jews had 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 murdered the murdered the messiah they murdered the son of god and you know knelt him uh you know, to a cross and nailed him to a cross and, you know, just bashed him and, and murdered him. And he preaches the gospel about how Jesus actually has resurrected and just preaches and just puts it out there. And it says 3,000 gave their lives to Jesus in that day. So that shows us there's there's power, there's an empowerment when the Holy Spirit takes over your life. You know, you, you begin to de- declare and decree the gospel and who Jesus is. And that's part of what the Holy Spirit's job, that's the main part, I would say, for the Holy Spirit is to empower us to minister and share the gospel, which brings us to the part of uh, who this Holy Spirit is. And it's, it's by seeing that the Holy Spirit is a giver of gifts. Now, we get this from 1 Corinthians 12, where we see the dispersion of the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. Um, it's, it's in the... Uh, wheelhouse of the Holy Spirit to enable, like, like I said, empower, but in, but the empowerment comes with giftings as well. We see this in, in 1 Corinthians uh, 12. We'll read verses 1, 4, and 11 just to kind of hit these main points. And it says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. This is That was verse 1. This is verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. And then it goes on to verse 11, 1 Corinthians 12, 11, All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. And so we see there's actually um, many different spiritual gifts that are named between verse 4 and 11, and that's you know, gifts of words of knowledge of wisdom, you know, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, um, this, you know, the spiritual gift of discernment, of faith, of discerning the spirits, of um, 
prophecy, you know, there's and healing, there's and signs and wonders. Like we see all these gifts are are given. But I, I just noticed this and I think it's something to to look at. It says, and he distributed them to each one just as he determines. Which means that de- that determines sticks out because it, it shows that there is structure. It shows that there is a plan. It shows that there is a specific way that the Holy Spirit does it, just as he determines. And so that means the Holy Spirit, like we said, is all knowledgeable. The Holy Spirit knows what gifts to give you. He knows what gifts you're supposed to act in and what gifts you're you're not called to act in. And I think, really and honestly, that would help a lot of Christians in the days, age, and time if they took the time to seek out the Holy Spirit and ask him. All right, Holy Spirit, what have you given me to do? What gift has have you given me um, in order to minister to this world? Have you given me the gift of, of speaking in tongues? Have you given me the gift to interpret those tongues? Have you given me the gift of prophecy? Um, am I supposed to minister with healings? Am I supposed to help people discern the spirits? You know, and that may that may honestly um, dwell with deliverances right there. You know, the discerning of the spirits or just discernment overall. Uh, then you also have the words of knowledge and wisdom, which can be used for ministry as well, or guidance or direction. And so uh, many Christians, you know, walk around during this time, and really in the beginning of their life, when they're living for, for Jesus and trying to figure out their callings, their life, their gifts, their anointings, if they took the time to sit down with the Holy Spirit and just ask, you know, the Scripture says, Jesus says, you know, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. If we would actually take that verse serious when it comes time to finding out what our spiritual gifts are, the the whole running around with your with your head all over the place, being analytical or, or just being confused and wondering and just all this wasted time that we have trying to figure it out on our own power, if we actually took that verse serious and asked the Holy Spirit, I guarantee you 100% of the time the accuracy that the Holy Spirit would, would minister to you and show you. Um, and it may take time to show you through a process that these are the gifts I have given you for the ministry that I've called you to. And that's how you figure out more about your calling, too, I think, um, if you don't know your overall calling. I know many people are called, you know, to be doctors, teachers, missionaries, evangelists, you know, fivefold ministers. Um, Some people are just called to work in the workforce. Some of them are called to be entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, Some people do what I do, you know, with podcasting or making music. And so figuring out that calling, that ultimate calling that God has on you, the mission that God's called you to do, and then figuring out what gift you can use within that is how you become the best minister you ever can be. And it's not by your power, but the power of the Holy Spirit that has blessed you with the gift and the anointing um, by your Father, by the Son, by the Holy Spirit to present the gospel, to edify God's people, to equip the saints uh, essentially is what it's all used for. And I think a lot of us would would definitely come down to the realization of what it is we're called to do if we actually took that time uh, to look it out. Um, so the gifts of the Spirit, you know, are given only by the Spirit too, which I think is another thing that we need to, we need to look at because it's only, it's only by the Holy Spirit's power that any of this stuff becomes active. Um, you know, in those moments... That's, that's when the activation comes. Not that the disciples weren't already activated by, by stepping out in faith and believing Jesus and, and allowing him and his authority to, to rest with them, but there's something that happens when you receive the Holy Spirit's activation. And I think that's exactly what happens in this, in this upper room, Pentecost, tongues of fire, 
um, resting on the disciples. They became active with the Holy Spirit's power. They were empowered by the Holy Spirit, and then from there, they lived out the callings. You know, Paul may not have been there to, you know, in that moment to receive the, the you know, spiritual fire, tongues of fire on, on his life, but we know Paul, either way, still received the Holy Spirit um, in some way, shape, or form at some time because of the mission work that he did. Like, he went on expansive missions. Like, he was he was a missionary through and through and a teacher. You know, he was a minister to the Gentiles. You know, Peter went on to minister. Philip went on to minister. James, John, like all of them. You know, Timothy went out and ministered. They set up churches. They they loved people. They cared for the sick, the poor, the helpless. The, they healed people. Like, it's it was then at that moment when they received power by the Holy Spirit, that they lived out what Jesus said, greater things will you do than I when the Holy Spirit's power comes upon you. And it's the same for today for us. You know, so many pastors and so many people, I think, sometimes miss out on, maybe not pastors and everything, but the, but the younger ones in faith or Christians overall who may not be in those offices or, or you know, certain things. Either way, what I'm trying to get to is that um, so many times we miss out on what God is doing in our lives because we never we never take the time to develop an intimate connection with the Holy Spirit. We never seek Him out. We never try to get an intimate relationship with Him um, because He is the one who who empowers us and anoints us to to move out uh, with power. And that's why it's He's considered to be the advocate and the helper. He helps us. It's the prerogative um, of the Holy Spirit to help us spread the gospel. But not only just to, to just spread the gospel, but um, also to give the ability to have salvation and new life as well. And this kind of really comes from, you know, looking at the, the story of Jesus. You know, because Jesus died on the cross for our sins uh, so that we may have salvation. And it was only by the Holy Spirit's power, the, the Father's love, of course, but it was the Spirit of God. It was the Holy Spirit who had the power to resurrect Jesus from the grave. And we actually get that from Romans 8, 11, um, where we see the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give uh, life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. And so we see that's part of, that's part of why we're activated. That's part of why we understand. Like, we're, we're meant to receive life, but we're also meant to to give life and it's not by our power by no means is it by our fleshly power like we can't boast (laughs) we have no right to we didn't save ourselves you know we didn't give ourselves new life we didn't we didn't die for our sins you know we didn't create ourselves so it's just like we we didn't we don't have the power within ourselves that's why we need the holy spirit um, to help us and that's that's how you live a fulfilling life you know going back to what i was saying you know if christians would take the time to seek out the Holy Spirit, I think they would enjoy life so much more uh, in their callings and in, in their ministries um, and figuring out what they're called to do if they just develop that that closeness, that intimacy with the Holy Spirit because it just, it makes a difference. Um, from someone who, is, who has developed a, a close intimacy with the Holy Spirit, who, who lives out his calling and his gifts, I can 100% guarantee y'all, like, I enjoy being used by God. I enjoy feeling the power of the Holy Spirit. I love and enjoy what I do. And if I didn't have a close intimacy of the Holy Spirit and knew what my gifts were, knew what I was called to do, one, I would never be in this spot that I'm in now. 
Um, two, I wouldn't be in school. Three, I wouldn't know what I'm called to do, what I, what I have future plans to do. I couldn't do them. If I didn't have a developed intimacy with the Holy Spirit and knew my gifts, I couldn't do them. There's no way because the power wouldn't be there. The knowledge wouldn't be there. The intimacy wouldn't be there. Like I would not have the ability to live out the ultimate calling and design God had on me if I didn't develop a close, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, which helps me not only receive life, but give life as well. Like that's part of what the Holy Spirit does. So in that Romans, you know, eight eleven, um, we see that the Holy Spirit has the ability to revive and resurrect. And this is good because you know the Holy Spirit knows how to resurrect the things um, that are in us as well. You know, it's not just that He resurrected Jesus from the grave, but He also knows on how to resurrect the things in us that we sometimes really honestly neglect and we allow to die. You know, you know, old dreams, desires, ministries, you know, thoughts, relationships, and so much more. You know, even marriages that seem like they're too far gone. Like, he knows how to resurrect those things that were once dead but now can be made fully alive. Or were alive at one point in time, but we allow them to get dead. And God's grace is like, yeah, you may have, you may have let it die. Yeah, you may not have ministered to it well. But that doesn't mean I can't give you a second chance. Like, that's one thing that we should continue, continually um, be gracious for is that the fact that God looked on us and said, I'm giving you a second chance. And he doesn't just give us a second chance, y'all. I think we all know this. Like his grace and mercy abounds each and every day. Every morning, uh, his mercies are new. And we're given second chances, third chances. Like <laughs> there's no telling how many chances, right, we've been given in our life. It's going to be in the millions, you know. It could be in the billions. I don't know. Um, but it's just like, y'all, like we, we are giving such grace and mercy and forgiveness. Um, and just to have the ability for those second chances and for things to be resurrected in our lives is beautiful. Um, but not only as we see, you know, the Holy Spirit has the ability to resurrect things um, like he did the resurrection of Christ. But I also noticed this. He also had a role in playing in the conception of Christ, the birth of Christ. Because it was by the Holy Spirit that Mary became pregnant with Jesus. And that actually takes place in Matthew 1, verses 18. We can actually look at it because it says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is just not the one who brings dead things back to life, resurrects things, give new life. But he also is the one who brings life into existence as well. Like through the resurrection, we see that. But overall, it's the Holy Spirit who bursts things, who gives life overall. We see that in the conception of Jesus. And that's why, you know, we also kind of notice that the, the Spirit likes to birth things in us as well. That's why when we have these deep longings, or when we, you know, hear the Holy Spirit speaking new things to us, it's because He's actually birthing things within us. Like it's, it's the love of the Father, of just being poured out and shown to His sons and daughters that He has a life and a calling for you, a purpose, a plan for you, and the Holy Spirit breathes and births those things into life because that's the love of the Father, that's the love of the Son, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit brings things to life and births things in us. 
That's also why when we feel that sensing in our spirit, that something new is coming up in our life. I think plenty of us has been in that moment. Uh, if, you're, if you're a new beginner or a new beginner, new believer, you'll experience that more and more as you continue to walk out this life uh, with Jesus and, and the faith. You'll continue to see new things pop up uh, over and over and over again in your life. And um, it's just the Lord doing something new in your life that the Holy Spirit is at work uh, within you with. Um, and it just it just shows us that the Holy Spirit cares and and longs for us to to uh, walk in new things with power um, and with grace. Uh, but we also kind of see, you know, that it's it's also the love of the Father, like I mentioned. It's, it's the love of the Father of seeing things come to come to pass, but new things come to life. Like the Holy Spirit will take us at moments in time. We'll live out a great season, a great, you know, maybe years, months, weeks. It, I don't really know. It just depends on how long he, he wants us in them. And the next thing you know, you're kind of in that planted season. You're in that pruning season. You're in that little bit of that buried season. You're in that uh, that watering season. But it's because God is wanting to refine, renew, build up something new, birth something new in you, refine you. And it's like that new life concept. It's that it's that being not it's not necessarily being the whole born again thing, but it's it's new things being born in you and uh, throughout your life, which is such a blessing to to see God work in. Um, but we also know, you know, there's other ways to see the Holy Spirit. One way where I think a lot of people have understood the Holy Spirit um, is through that the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, isn't the only one that just resurrects, brings life, but the Holy Spirit is also the one who convicts. And it's a necessity. It's such a necessity that the Holy Spirit convicts. Um, because even Jesus himself talks about, you know, in John 16, verse 8, when he comes, he will prove the world to be wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. And, you know, when we sin in our lives, when we disobey God, it is the Holy Spirit who brings these things to light in front of us. He's the one who makes it known to us and allows us to see that what we have done so that we may be led to repentance. You know, repentance, as we know, is where um, we kind of change our ways. Sanctification and repentance is when we change our ways and our mind from sin, and we, we come back to the Father. We turn around. We, we try to uh, live this new life. The old is gone. The new has come. Um, so we try to we try to live that life with repentance and sanctification, and it changes our way of doing things or thinking things. You know, we're supposed to um, we're supposed to be holy and per, and pursue holiness and righteousness. And the Holy Spirit is the one who who changes our lives, who changes our minds, and that's why the Spirit says that we are to be led to repentance, um, because the Spirit is the leader of both spirit and truth that leads to a changed life. Um, because it's it's a part of what we're called to do. Like we're called to repent, we're called to be sanctified. We're beca- we're called to become more Christ-like, and just continue our our love and affection to the Father and our closeness um, to Jesus, and to be more like Jesus. And the more you live this life, the more um, the more you'll grow to really and honestly hate the sin that's in your life. Like you're gonna. You're going to have that conviction, and then you're going to start feeling the healing and the process of, of victory and freedom, you know, because whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. And you start experiencing these things because of the conviction, but also because of the fight, the intercession um, that the Holy Spirit brings. Um, but it definitely comes through a lot of the conviction side because you're like, man, I'm so sick and tired of doing this. And some of us, you know, maybe listening now, and you're probably thinking the same thing, like, I'm so sick and tired of doing this. Um, and that's the Holy Spirit reminding you, hey, 
this is the old life. This is the dead life. I want I want to resurrect this life within you. So I have to bring it to your attention. I have to convict you so that you may lead to repentance uh, and to sanctification. Which kind of brings us into the topic with the whole leading thing. I think that's a necessity to really look at when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is a leader. Um, first and foremost, like one of the one of the best ways we can see the Holy Spirit is through his leading. And the Holy Spirit doesn't just lead us to respent, uh, repentance, but also for other reasons. You know, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Uh, Philip was led by the Spirit to minister to people, uh, as was Peter was led by the Spirit um, to minister to people. And all throughout the Old Testament, um, we can see a little bit of how the, like, the Holy Spirit has moved, the Spirit of God has moved. But all throughout the New Testament, we can definitely see the leading of the Holy Spirit and this is kind of like used in conjunction, real and honestly, with the with the gifts that we mentioned earlier, uh, and with your overall callings, to be honest. But uh, it's so that we may gain, you know, more of God and, and grow closer to God. And we know that God isn't a transactional God by no means. Um, he does ask, you know, and want to to spend time with us and, and want us to spend time with Him and grow in our relationship with uh, with Him. And sometimes the Holy Spirit is the one who leads us to, to go into things or go through things um, in our faith for that reason as well. Um, you know, kind of kind of take that uh, when it comes to like the stepping out of faith season or a season where you're where you're having to step out in faith and trust God. You know, sometimes God has us go through those seasons in our lives to help us grow. And sometimes that's that's a season to grow in our faith. Other times it may be, you know, to heal from past pain. It could be that God is, you know, um, wanting us to take a job or not wanting to take that job or wanting to step out and not have a job. You know, there's there's so many ways and the Holy Spirit will lead um, you in those moments. And one of the main ways uh, that I, I feel the leading of the Holy Spirit to really step into something, um, I've, I've told a lot of people this, was actually having a conversation about it today, that when it ever comes time to me, you know, stepping in a direction or following God, I always look for the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Like, it's it's who the Holy Spirit is. It's the Spirit of God. And for me, when it comes to stepping out in faith or following God in a season, I always ask for peace, um, or I'll ask for excitement, or I'll ask, you know, for, for a love, for a joy for it. And the more that I have, I've allowed that to become a little bit of a compass for me, the more I have learned to trust the Holy Spirit when He says go and when He says um, stay. I think that's that's a huge indicator. If I'm speaking to anyone who's trying to grow in their faith, uh, intimacy with the Holy Spirit, or in the beginning of your faith, develop um, that closeness, that that ability to discern that so that it becomes easier in your life to walk out the life that God's called you to and sometimes not, not take steps. Um, because there is times that we don't need to take steps um, because we're not called to do certain things or it's not the right time. You know, there's there's many different ways the Holy Spirit uses those opportunities, um, but it's through that leading, it's through um, just seeing the minister side, you know, the the love, joy, peace, you know, the, the fruit of the Spirit that I named off. Like, it's through taking the time to hear and understand and know when, when uh, the Holy Spirit's using those to, to guide you and lead you. So that is a very big indicator, I would say, for anybody wanting to get closer to God or gain direction or, or develop a, a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, um, that is one way I do it. I look for that peace. I look for that excitement, that joy um, to just, you know, walk in, and step in faith. Um, but we also know that God leads us and the Holy Spirit leads us 
into times of ministering to others. Um, we definitely understand through the through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we are called to minister. Um, we're called to evangelize. We're called to preach the gospel. One, not just through you know what Jesus said in the Great Commission, um, but also just overall to receive power. And the gifts are meant to to uh, edify the church and uh, and equip the saints and send them back out to to do that. Whether that's to edify the church or uh, evangelize or you know I think everyone's called to the to an evangelism aspect. Um, in some way, shape, or form. It, it may not be, you know, through the life or the calling of an actual evangelist, but we're all called to evangelize in some way, shape, or form. And we do that through the leading of the Holy Spirit with the gift that He has given us, or gifts He has given us, to minister to others. And we can see this take place in Philip's life, Peter's, James, John, Paul. All these men were led by the Spirit to minister to people. Um, I'm reminded of the of the story of how Peter actually... Uh, travel traveled, I think, to Joppa. I think it's where where it was um, to minister to Tabitha, to actually resurrect her from the grave, um, from the from the dead, because she was actually she was actually dead, and he he literally pretty much did what Jesus did. Like he he went in there after after traveling, being led by the Holy Spirit, and was led to Joppa, where he eventually uh, ran into the whole situation with Tabitha. Um, and pretty much just said, like, in the name of Jesus, like, come back to life. Like, he, you know, he, he spoke with authority by the power of the Holy Spirit, but it was the Spirit's leading that got him there um, to, to minister to that family and to her. So the Holy Spirit, you know, may lead you in, in ways, shape, or form. Like, he's he's going to lead you to minister. Um, it may lead you, he may uh, lead you to, to give to someone, maybe someone homeless or someone in need, uh, maybe to lay uh, your hands on someone and, and pray and just intercede on behalf of them, uh, maybe that people group that you've had on your heart is God's way of showing you um, He wants you to be involved. He's leading you to those people, and so the Holy Spirit, you know, just does that. And it's and it's because of the heart of the Father um, that He does that because that's it's the it's the Father's heart behind it um, to lead you into minister opportunities. And it's not it's not for us. I, I think sometimes Christians sometimes get a little bit hung up that we we have to minister because of us or for us but ministry isn't for you and hear me when i say that ministry is for the people you are called to minister to that's why it's called ministry because you're called to certain people to impact certain places and certain things or run certain things uh, and do things. Why? Because you're called to minister and love on people and preach the gospel. If we're already saved, then preaching the gospel, you know, necessarily for salvation to ourselves isn't isn't what's needed. But preaching the gospel to other people who need it. Even even Jesus said, it's not the it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. You know, it's for it's not for the saved that need Jesus. It's for the unsaved. Because we are have Jesus, but the unsaved don't have Jesus. That's why it's that's why it's called ministry. Ministry is for other people. Yes, God ministers to us. Like we do receive ministry one from each other as well. Like we I think we do do that as well. But as an individual, like your your calling is to minister to others, and others will minister to you um, as well. But your ultimate, your like your individual calling is not for you. It's for others. Um, just to continue to show the love of the Father and preach the gospel and lead them you know, to Jesus. That's that's the whole point of it. And I think that's how we kind of understand more about the Holy Spirit. It's just through taking the time of, of understanding the, the leading is there, 
um, so that we can continue in our love and affection for other people. And I've been able to graciously pay, you know, partake in that um, as someone who, who uh, is led by the Holy Spirit to pray for people or you know, maybe preach the gospel in some areas. You know, I've done that in the past, but I've I've been able to be led by the Holy Spirit, and I've had friends and family members who've you know been led by the Holy Spirit to do these things as well. And it's and it's for other people to know who God is, to give God glory. You know, Jesus said, "Let your light shine before men, so that they may glorify your Father in heaven." Well, they can only do that if you show them who Jesus is, and the only way you can show them who Jesus is is by living the life that He's called you to do. And many a time that's by following the leading of the Holy Spirit and activating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit that he has given you. So take heart in that. You know, take heart that, that, that that's um, how we live. And, you know, with the leading side, I think for a lot of people, like I kind of stated earlier, uh, don't get so hung up on, on being worried about how to do it or what to do. Like, go, to, go and take that scripture seriously. Like, ask and it will be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open to you. And the more you step out in faith, the more you follow God, the more your calling and anointing and gifts are going to be displayed and made known to you. Because God doesn't want you to run around not knowing what to do. Like, it's, it, he wants you to partake in the ministry. He wants you to be the hands and feet of Jesus. He wants you to minister to people because it's for God's glory and our joy that we do it so that we can minister to people and have the joy of seeing lives change. You know, change broken, freedom given, anxiety displayed or uh, displaced with joy, with peace. You know, we want people's marriages to be put back together. Like we want relationships with family members, you know, to come come back into uh, connection. We want prodigal sons and daughters to return. Like this is why we do what we do. And it's by the Holy Spirit that we get to do these things. It's by the Holy Spirit's, you know, gifts and leading and anointing um, because it's the Father's heart. And that's how we can see who the Holy Spirit is. And so, you know, that's definitely uh, how we just continue just to, to learn and grow throughout our lives. Um, so, yeah, just take take heart in that. Trust the Holy Spirit and, and His leading and guiding uh, and His direction. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good, actually, stopping point right there, um, ending point for this, for this episode, is, is understanding and giving you encouragement, that the Holy Spirit will lead you, guide you, and direct you into the life you're called to live with the gift things, anointings, uh, and, and ultimate calling of what you're called to do. Um, but it does take the development of that intimacy with Him in order to understand what that is. And for some odd reason, I, I don't know why, I feel, uh, well, I know why, because the Holy Spirit's leading me into it. Um, if anyone has any questions about what that looks like, you know, following the Holy Spirit, how to live, you know, and um, in connection with the Holy Spirit's leadings and guidings. Um, if they want to, you know, try to figure out what it's, what it's like to, to find your calling or your anointings or, or your gifts. Um, if you have any questions about that, please reach me out. Um, I'll put in the description my you know Instagram handle, and you are more than welcome to to message me, ask me any questions about what that looks like, because I want to I want to help you. 
you know, the reason why I do this podcast is so I can help people learn and grow in their faith, but also live out the callings that God has called them to. Like, if you, the more you get to know me, the more that I do this podcast or, you know, anyone around me, I am, I, I love seeing people activated in their faith and their callings and what God has anointed them to do and the gifts they're called to, to uh, activate with and, and actively pursue Christ with uh, for others. I, I love that. Um, I have a have a you know desire, deep desire for that, and that definitely comes from what I'm called to do as well as an evangelist. Because I'm not just called to preach the gospel, but I also feel like as a fivefold minister of, of evangelists, uh, we're not only called to preach the gospel, but then train up and equip others to go back out and share the gospel as well, or help people along with figuring out how they can share the gospel through the through the life. Um, that God has called them to live through the uh, callings and anointings and gifts. Um, so, yeah, if you have any questions about that, if you want to learn more about that, please um, seek me out, ask questions. You know, I am I am more than happy to help you out and talk to you in any way, shape, or form to help you understand, um, you know, how to live that life or maybe ask any or answer any questions that you have about that or help you along overall just figuring it out. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm going to put that in there and put my Instagram handle there and you can message me uh, anytime. Um, but I also just want to want to tell you as well, uh, I'll also uh, you know put in my PayPal. Um, and the only reason why I say that is because I do do this full time. Um, you know, I don't, I don't I actually don't get a paycheck for this or anything. Um, and I'm not saying this um, asking for money. I'm just saying if you if you feel led in any way, shape or form. Um, to give to this podcast. It, it helps me because it gives me the resources to continue to do this podcast um, because it's, it's just what God has called me to do in this time and season. Um, and in any way you, you feel led or want to, you are more than welcome uh, to give to the podcast through through the PayPal and everything. I'll put that handle in there as well. Um, so that you can you can give if you wish, but I'm super excited just to see where where this takes off. You know, I was I'm ready to see how God uses this podcast to help others, help you know anyone who's listening now, um, and just see what happens from it. So be prepared. Uh, the next couple of episodes will um, be uploaded, you know, over the over the course of the next couple of weeks, and yeah, we'll just really start kind of just you know break it down like what's next after after this after this teaching. How do you start living a life? You know, what are how, what is sanctification? what's justification what's all these things and we'll start breaking these things down to help you understand a little bit more and the more along we go the deeper we'll get in what you know how to live by faith um, what is faith you know how to live the christian life how to operate you know and give things and anointings and understand calling so that's definitely the the, the realm and the areas that i want to hit uh, the more we go along with this podcast um, but yeah i'm super excited to see how god is going to use it and i'm so grateful that you have chosen to Come along the journey with me as we continue to seek the Lord together uh, and just live this life out well. Um, but that is going to conclude this week's episode. I am super excited to see what God's going to do, and I can't wait to see y'all in the next one.